Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishon, and once again, I'm bringing you another one of the scariest, creepiest, and most skin-crawling tales of terror that the golden age of radio had to offer. For this episode, we head back to the Hall of Fantasy to bring you a story about a family heirloom and the evils they can drive one to. Today, the cast of Rob Mobley, Christine McNeil, Mike Williams, and myself reincarnate the Black Figurine of Death, which originally aired on January 26, 1953. So turn off the lights, gather round, and if you get scared, just remember, these tales scared your grandpappy first, and enjoy the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. Is that you, David? Yes. I heard a shot. So did we. I thought it was one of you. It was Sawyer. He came out late tonight. I found him in the mausoleum about an hour ago. Here's his room. Try the door. It's open. (gasps) On the floor. Is he? Yes. He's dead. Through all the years of man's existence, no matter what he has learned or has been taught from generation to generation... Still, he carries in the innermost depths of his mind a certain fear of the darkness, a fear of the night, which is somehow associated with death, and in actuality is the fear of death itself. Each of us in our lifetime will probably come into contact with some psychic phenomenon, either directly or indirectly through the experience of a relative or an acquaintance, an experience never to be forgotten And about such an experience is my story tonight. I was there with the others the night he died. We stood at the foot of his bed, Joyce, Harold, and I. Amos Johnson's head was cushioned on a pillow, and in his hand he held a little figurine. You sent for us, Uncle Amos? Of course I did. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in my room, Harold. Now, Uncle Amos, there's no need to go... Be quiet. All of you, be quiet. Ah, you're here too, David. Yes, sir. Be quiet. I didn't ask for a speech from you, young man. I'll do the talking if you don't mind. I must speak to you all while I still have the time. Why don't you rest, Uncle Amos? Rest? (laughs) You'd like me to rest, wouldn't you, Joyce? And David? And Harold? What, no answer from any of you? I know why you can't say anything, because it's the truth. Now see here, Uncle Amos, we Listen to me, young man. These last years of my life, you have all left me alone. You've had more important things to do. That is, until tonight. Tonight, you're all here because you know I'm dying. You've come here like a pack of wolves waiting for me to die. Waiting for your chance to inherit my estate. Oh, that isn't true, Uncle Amos. Oh? It isn't? Well, I think it is. Don't worry, you'll inherit the estate, the three of you. But in the end, you'll wish you never had. What do you mean, Uncle Amos? Though I'll die, you will all see me again. All of you who hated me, and will know of my presence when you see this. That's just a little figurine, Uncle Amos. Ah, but you will wish you'd never seen it before I'm through. 
You will wish that you'd never known me, that you'd never been born. Before you die, you will all learn what fear is. You'll learn how it feels. <coughs> You'll learn how it feels to be alone. Uncle Amos? He's dead, Joyce. Oh, no. No, he can't be. He's dead, all right. What's that? Something dropped out of his hand. Why, it's the little figurine. The little figurine lay there on the floor. It had fallen from Uncle Amos's hand just as he died, and when it struck the floor, it had broken into three pieces. I picked them up and held them in my hand. The pieces fit together perfectly, much like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. It was a queer little figure, its arms raised in supplication, a look of fear upon its face. There was something frightening about it. Three days later, Uncle Amos was buried in the family mausoleum at the north end of the estate. A week after that, we all gathered together at the old house with Carl Sawyer, the executor of the estate. As you know, your uncle appointed me as executor of the estate and left instructions that the three main heirs ten days following his demise be gathered in his house for a reading of the will. You told us that earlier, Mr. Sawyer. So I did. Are you all seated comfortably? Quite comfortably, Mr. Sawyer. It's a rather long will, you know. Well, I will begin. I, Amos Johnson, of being of sound mind and body, do make, ordain, and publish this instrument as my last will and testament. Uh, Mr. Sawyer, why don't you just tell us about the will, hmm? That's a rather unusual procedure, David. David's right, Mr. Sawyer. It will save a lot of time and trouble. Well, perhaps you're right. Well, let me see. Um, Now, referring to the disposition of the monies and property, it is to be divided equally among the three of you. Of course, there are certain gifts to the servants. Naturally. Yes, naturally. There is a considerable amount of money to be divided even after taxes. Each of you will be independent for the rest of your life. I can't understand Uncle Amos willing us the entire estate. The night he... Contrary to what you may think... Your uncle was really quite fond of you. Is that all to the will, Mr. Sawyer? No. Of course, you do realize that if one of you were to die, his or her share of the estate would be divided between the two remaining heirs. And there is one other provision I do not quite understand. The heirs are to reside on the estate for a period of one year. If this is not done, their claim to the estate will be nullified and they are to be left without a penny. Unfortunately, they were present very infrequently during the last years of my life. That's a rather strange provision. Yes, it is, isn't it? However, as executor of your uncle's will, it is up to me to make sure the provisions are carried out, and believe me, I feel a deep sense of duty to your late uncle. The four of us discussed the will until the early hours of the morning. We persuaded Sawyer to spend the night with us so we could return to the city in the morning. The house became quite silent, and the only sound I heard was the ticking of the clock on my dresser. I wondered about the provision of the will in which Uncle Amos ordered that we make our residence in his house. I was lying awake in bed thinking about that when... Standing outside of my door in the hallway was the housekeeper. Mr. David. Yes, Emily. I found this in my bedroom tonight. Oh, let me see it. 
Oh, it's the little black figurine. Just like the one my uncle had. You can have it back now, Emily. It frightened me, so I came to you, Mr. David. How do you think it got there? Well, uh, there is something strange going on in this house, Mr. David. And I have an idea I know who's in back. Who's talking in there? Oh, it's you, David. And Emily? Mr. Sawyer, I was just going to bed, if you will excuse me. Good night, Emily. Good night, sir. I will see you in the morning. Well, I suppose I'd better get back to bed, too. Good night, David. Good night, Mr. Sawyer. I watched him go into his room, and I turned and went back into mine. Emily had been on the point of saying something to me, something that was important enough to make her make a special trip to my room. I got back into bed and wondered what she had wanted to tell me. Little by little, sleep clouded my brain, and I was half asleep. <coughs> Sawyer, I heard someone scream. So did I, David. I thought I heard something. I know I did. There's David and Mr. Sawyer. Maybe they can tell us what happened. Did you two hear anything? It was a scream. At first I thought it might have been you, Joyce, but I think it came from the service quarters. Emily. What did you say, David? It will keep. Come on. Do you think it was the housekeeper, David? It has to be. Maybe she was just startled or something. Well, we'll see in a moment. That's her room, just down the hall. I hope it's not serious. It was serious enough to make her scream. Emily! Emily, is anything wrong? Try the door, David. Right. It's unlocked. The light's on in there. She's not in bed. On the floor. Maybe she fainted. No. Now she's dead. Look, right beside her, there's a little broken black figurine. Though the police came out and went over everything, there were no clues to follow. They said Emily had been strangled, but there was no indication as to who might have done it. The police continued their investigation for almost a month, but... At the end of all that time, all they could write down in their casebook was murder unsolved. One evening, about six weeks after Emily's death, Harold, Joyce, and I were in the living room. The police said they'd never been able to find out who did it, unless something new turned up. And it probably won't. The whole thing frightens me. I still remember Uncle Amos's dying words. And though I die, you will see me again. All of you who have hated me, and you will know of my presence when you see this. It makes me shudder every time I think of it. I've been thinking about what he said too, Joyce. I wonder if he could come back. You mean after death? Yes. Don't be a fool, Harold. When a man dies, he's dead. I'm not so sure about that. You shouldn't talk that way, Harold. It's, it's frightening. Would you come out with me to the mausoleum, Dave? Why? I don't know. I just want to check, that's all. I don't think either of you should go. I'll go, Harold. Well, I won't. That's all right, Joyce. No one expects you to. All right, David, let's go. I've always had an interest in the supernatural, David. 
You know, there are certain things that happen, psychic phenomenon that has no normal or natural explanation. I've never seen any. Nor have I, but what's to say that Uncle Amos can't return? Do you have the key? Here, open the door. Ugh, it's a good thing we brought these flashlights. Yes, it's pretty dark in there. Shall we go in? I guess so. I still don't see any reason for coming in here, Harold. There may not be, but then again... He's in that crypt over there. Nothing's been disturbed in here, it just... Looks just like it did when he was placed here. Wait a minute. This wasn't here the day he was buried. What? This. Hmm, that's strange. I didn't see that when I came in. You probably weren't looking over there. I wasn't. Another black little figurine broken just like the others. It gave me an eerie sensation. The little figure was broken into three pieces. I looked at Harold, and he seemed to be as afraid as I was. We locked up the mausoleum again and went back into the house. By that time, I began to wonder if Uncle Amos was striking back at us from beyond the grave. We said goodnight about eleven and retired to our rooms. I couldn't get to sleep. I'd fall into a half-doze and then snap out of it again. I felt as if, as if someone were watching me that there were unseen eyes in the dark waiting for me to fall asleep. I knew it was only my imagination, and yet that feeling would not go away. About three o'clock, I got out of bed. I decided to return to the mausoleum. As I went out the front door, I noticed a light drizzle had sprung up. Something drew me towards the mausoleum. A compulsion. An inner force over which I had no control. I walked slowly up the gravel walk to the mausoleum, not noticing the light rain which fell on me. When I was close enough to see the doorway, I received a distinct shock, for the door was open, and there was a circle of light behind it. I walked to the door. I tried to get in through the door quietly. I jarred it a little, and the noise made the man inside whirl around. Standing there with a gun in his hand was the executor of the estate, Carl Sawyer. David, what are you doing here? I might ask you the same question, Mr. Sawyer. I began to wonder. I don't believe in people coming back after they die, but... Is that the reason for the gun? I didn't know what I'd find. I wanted to be safe, that's all. But now that I see it's you, I will put it back in my pocket. By the way, David, what are you doing out here? I was restless. Harold thinks everything that's happened has some supernatural significance. All this talk made me nervous. I see. And... Do you think that there is something supernatural about the way Emily died? I... I don't know, Mr. Sawyer. I just don't know. Sawyer and I returned to the house. I asked him to spend the remainder of the night with us. Besides, I wanted to keep an eye on him. I didn't feel much like sleeping, so I went down to the library, found a book, and sat down to read. David? Yes? Mr. Sawyer told me you were down here. What's the matter? I can't sleep. David, I talked to Mr. Sawyer for almost ten minutes. He said he thinks that you're in back of everything. What did you say to that? I told him that he was wrong. Thanks for your confidence, Joyce. The more that I think about it, the more I think Harold is right with what he said. That Uncle Amos has come back to life. I'd keep an eye on Sawyer, if I were you. You think he's in back of it? I'm not sure. You must have some reason for it. I went out to the mausoleum tonight, about an hour ago. Sawyer was out there. He had a gun in his hand. Perhaps he was just curious. Why should he get curious at three in the morning? 
does seem rather odd. No, no, I warn you, stay away from me, stay away. That's Sawyer. It just couldn't happen again. It just couldn't. We'll see. Is that you, David? Yes. I heard a shot. So did we. I thought it was one of you. It was Sawyer. He came out late tonight. I found him in the mausoleum about an hour ago. Here's his room. Try the door. It's open. <gasps> On the floor. Is he? Yes. He's dead. Sawyer lay there on the floor, sprawled out in a grotesque position of death. By one outstretched hand was a gun, and by the other, broken into three pieces, was a little black figurine. Harold called the police. They said they would be out as soon as they could. The three of us went downstairs to the living room. I was right. It is Uncle Amos who is behind all this. It must be. There is no other explanation. I told you before there are certain things which cannot be explained. The deaths of Emily and Sawyer prove that. You still don't think that Sawyer was in back of it all, do you, David? Will or no will, I'm leaving here now. I'm going upstairs to pack. I'll be down in a while. I'm going to leave too, David. What about you? I don't know. I still can't make myself believe. David? Stay here. No, no, I'll go with you. He has to be all right. Harold? Harold! He doesn't answer. Harold, where are you? Harold! Harold, answer us! His door is open. He'll be dead. Dead, just like the others. No, Joyce, he's not here. The mausoleum. Uncle Amos came and took him back to the mausoleum. We went into Sawyer's room. Harold wasn't there, nor was Sawyer's gun. I suppose Harold had picked it up on his way to his room. I decided to go out to the mausoleum to see if Joyce was right, to see if Harold's dead body would be found there. Joyce wouldn't remain in the house alone, so together we started out through the rain-filled night. Why don't we wait until the police come, Dave? If this is something supernatural, then they wouldn't be able to help us anyway. David? What's the matter? The mausoleum door's open. You can stay here if you want, but I'm going in. No, I'm going with you. Stay close to me, Joyce. I will. I don't like it in here, David. Neither do I. But you're going to remain here for some time. That's Harold's voice. That's right. Turn the flashlight on, you'll see me then. We thought you were... Dead? Hardly. But you two will be very soon. He has a gun, David. That's right. Sawyer's gun. I've planned this very carefully, David. When the police arrive, they will find you three dead, and I'll be wounded. I'll tell them Sawyer was behind it all, that he killed both of you out here, and then he came into the house searching for me. There was a fight, the gun went off, and he died. Then you killed Emily and Sawyer. Yes, and I'm going to kill both of you, too. You don't think I believed all that hokum I fed you about Uncle Amos coming back, do you? Of course not. But it served its purpose. Now you'll serve yours. Harold! Harold, look out back of you! How stupid do you think I am? Uncle Amos's coffin, it, it's slipping! Get out of the way! Get out of the way, Harold! Get out of the way! He's dead, Joyce. Uncle Amos. What did you say? Remember what Uncle Amos said when he was dying? That he'd come back and settle with us. That coffin. I wonder if it was an accident and it slipped out of the crypt. Or if Uncle Amos really did come back. 
And that concludes our reincarnation of the Black Figurine of Death from the Hall of Fantasy and another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank my cast for helping me bring this script back to life, and new episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast can be found every Thursday on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you never miss an announcement. And don't forget to leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now, that's it for me, Dave Stishon, and the rest of us at the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first.